Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 15. My name's Tyler, and I really have no idea what we're talking about this week. I've forgotten everything. And I'm here with Matt, who knows exactly what we're talking about this week. Yeah. Tyler, have no fear. Everything is right here on this crumpled up piece of notebook paper. On the big one five, our podcast can almost drive. 15? Yeah. This is number 15? Yep, I looked it up before this. All right. All right. Yeah, I... I've got some, I told Tyler this earlier, I've got some questions I am so excited to ask uh, Tyler today. So I think you guys are in for a treat. Thanks for tuning in. You missed a really good segue there. You could have said, I got some really good question to ask Tyler today. But before that, a word from our sponsor. I was thinking of another failure, actually, when you, when you, uh, I wouldn't call it a failure. I would call it a missed opportunity. Okay. Anyways, continue. Okay. This is, so this is more of a failure than it is a missed opportunity, but I used, uh, the phrase, uh, tuned in or thank you for tuning in. Mm -hmm. That's a radio phrase, right? I mean, your son was making fun of me for saying, uh, for all those watching at home. And I say that like every week, apparently. (laughs) Because we're not being watched by anybody. We could. It would be really easy. We could post them on YouTube. Interesting. I don't know how interesting that would be, though. Just watching us look at each other and give each other side eyes. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, uh, we want to thank uh, our, our sponsor for episode 15. Um, this episode is being brought to you by Urban Lights Laser Tag, which is in St. Louis Park. Urban Lights Laser Tag. You ever been there, Tyler? I've never heard of it. No? Okay. Well, with with 12 laser tag courses, including two brand new Western-themed courses. Oh. That sounds exciting. Have you ever been here? No, never been there. Uh, Urban Lights is your go-to option for special events and fun. And now, book any party from now until November 1st and receive 15% off when you use the code VVP. And I oh. assume that's for Valley View podcast code. So if you enter that code um, online or give them that code, they'll give you 15% off your next party booking. Is that real? Pretty cool, huh? Is that real? As far as you know, it's I, real. You're right. As far as I know, it is real. Is, does Urban Lights laser tag even exist? Find us online at urbanlights.com. Us. Or <laughs> Matt has a second job. He runs a laser tag place. Well, this is no, no, you no, say no. urban lights this or northern is lights. The, this is the script they gave me to read about themselves. Oh, so that makes sense. That's the way these things work. Is that when they sign on to sponsor, I say to them, "What would you like us to say about you?" And then they send me the script. So they say, "Find us online at urbanlights.com." They also give their phone number. Um, grab a pencil. Grab a pen. Nine five two four zero four. 7006 952-404-7006 urban lights at the intersection of frantic and fun wow Mm, not bad good good job by the marketing matt you're a creative soul you're very creative soul well i'm a thankful soul i'll I'll see y'all at urban lights i am thankful that urban lights uh decided they wanted to sponsor this podcast so I guess the ask of our listeners is that the next time you book a party for your young ones or for yourself, uh, consider Urban Lights. Okay. Do they support the podcast? Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. If you can find them, I might even I might even let you in for free. I I find my I'm thinking I'm gonna start finding myself there quite a lot lately. I'll get you in for free. When's the, there. When's the last time you played laser tag, Tyler? And what's your best laser tag story? Uh, I don't even know the last time I played laser tag, and I 
also don't really have any good stories because mm. I don't like it that much. The last time I played was probably like two years ago um, at a small group night with a bunch of middle schoolers. Um, a good story. I just feel like I have the same story every time. I walk in, I get in trouble for running, and then I keep thinking I'm shooting people and I'm not. <laughs> like literally every time I'm like, oh, I'm just nailing this. I'm, I'm, I'm destroying. And then I walk out and I have like two points. And I've been yelled at three times by the person in charge because I was running too much. It's a good story. But also why? I understand that like you don't want people to run into each other, but how are you going to do a sport that involves like being shifty and trying not to get hit? and tell them that you have to walk like that's just you're setting yourself up for failure at that point <laughs> so I, I haven't played much laser tag but um last time i played it was probably four years ago and uh this girl probably a six-year-old girl followed I, I had no idea who she was complete stranger she followed me she chose me to follow around the whole time she was on your team no 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 she was not on my team she followed me around just to shoot me every time. Well, she picked an easy target. She, yeah. she picked the weakest member of she, the herd. She, she did. She found the weakest member. You were the you were the fifteen year old wildebeest, <laughs> <laughs> or the th- uh, the three legged white tailed deer. <laughs> go to uh, check out Urban Lights. Uh, they don't yell at you when you run around. I'm telling you, yeah. If you if you find this place, I will let you in for free. Okay. All right. Hey, let's get into our main uh, conversation today, which VVP conversations, ironically, is on the subject of conversation. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Right. So we're going to have a conversation about conversation. And and then I've I've also got some things I want to ask Tyler about being a youth pastor and hear from him about his experience. But first of all, I'll just set this up. Um, I got a. Uh, text from a friend uh, this week that said, hey, um, just wanted to run this by you and see if this is a red flag. Like, should I be concerned about this? So my buddy said, hey, I, we're looking for a church in this other state, not Minnesota. And we've been visiting different churches. We finally got to the point where we like this church. And I got to go out for lunch with the pastor. And I spent an hour and a half with him at lunch. And is it a red flag that he essentially asked me no questions about myself? Like he talked the whole time about himself and the church and never took the opportunity to ask my friend a question. Which uh, uh, if you're listening or watching Mm -hmm. DM us on Instagram and let us know if that's a red flag or not in your opinion. Yeah. Um, And also I should just mention this. If you listen to this podcast like a month from now or a year from now or whatever, Still DM at uh at poll votes Tyler P O L L votes Tyler with your with your input. I mean, I always appreciate the input even if it comes late. So don't don't think like, oh, I missed it this week. I can't I can't get my input. Just give it. Love to hear from you. Love to love to talk to devoted members, devoted listeners of the Valley View podcast. So, anyways, back to red flags and conversation. Yeah, there's my little shameless plug. Yeah, conversation. Follow at poll votes Tyler. <laughs> so uh, Tyler and I talked about that a little bit. Um, I'm not going to dive into that too much, but yeah, let us know how you feel about that. If that's a red flag or not, I have an opinion. Tyler's got an opinion, but I wanted to talk today just about the subject of conversation in general, because I think it's an interesting subject and um, wanted to present our listeners with Tyler's views on conversation. <laughs> Maybe he'll even ask me about mine, but I wanted to start with this question. <laughs> Maybe. Let's start here. 
Tyler, Tyler Magnuson, do you like talking to people? Oh, that's actually a very complicated question. Emily's laughing as she listens to me. So I, uh, so you know, introverts and extroverts, like I think that people overload it a lot, but essentially like extroverted people have an easier time getting energy when they're with people and introverted people have an easier time getting energy when they're alone. Mm, right. Again, I think people do a lot with that and make it their entire personality. And I think that that's wrong. Um, but I do think that the tests that tell you about that kind of stuff can be a tool to helping you, you know, understand yourself a little bit better. Um, I, on every single one of those tests forever and ever am extroverted. My energy comes from being with people, mm-hmm. but I really have a hard time interacting with people that I don't know. Mm. I just feel uncomfortable and awkward and I would rather, so I would, a lot of times I would rather not be in that situation. So the question, do you like to talk to people? The answer is yes, but I don't always feel like that because even with somebody I don't know, like if I, if I like get into a groove, like I I could just talk to anyone, dude. And I would enjoy talking to anyone. Mm -hmm. It's just that I am not, always in that groove so i'd say that the answer is yes but i say that and if it ever seems like i'm not i i'm not excited to talk to you it's nothing about you that i'm talking to you person mm-hmm. that i'm speaking with mm-hmm. it's just that my brain doesn't always agree mm-hmm. with what my brain doesn't always do what i wanted to do <laughs> like i wish that everyone i talked to i was like really excited to talk to and like had a great time with it and just was a really easy conversationalist but uh-huh. sometimes my brain just says no you don't want it uh-huh. So a little bit of a variation on that question. Do you like meeting new people? Or oh, is that- I, I, I have such a hard time meeting new people mm. Be- because I actually it's because I know why it's because I, when I was younger, made terrible first impressions. Like I had, I had <laughs> numerous people. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before <laughs> that I've, I had, I've had numerous people in my life that told me like, yeah, Tyler, when I met you, I hated you. Like when I met you, I thought you were so annoying. When I met you, I thought you were a told jerk. And then I got to know you and you weren't so bad. That's so, happened multiple times, m- multiple, like numerous times. Like I would say at least 10 times <laughs> over the course of my life, over the course of just the last five years, I've heard people say that to me. Okay. Um, so whenever I meet someone new, I'm like, I just get mm-hmm. scared that I'm going to make a bad impression. Right. Yeah. So, okay. and, and then honestly, like that overthinking that then probably makes me give off a bad impression sometimes. <laughs> so no, I don't like meeting new people, but it, again, I'm saying that it's not because of the people. It's because I'm worried that I'll make a bad impression. Yeah, so that's a really interesting point. I'm, I'm trying to get inside your mind now for when you meet a new person. Do you, knowing that that's your history of making not so great first impressions. Horrible, you, horrible first impressions. How do you, how do you govern yourself now? Like, do you put a, a governor on your emotions? Are you trying to do the opposite of what you used to do to make a favorable impression? Are you quieter are you, how does it affect you now knowing that that's your history? What do you do differently? I don't know. I don't really, that's the, okay. That's the hard part is that I don't feel like I interact differently now than I used to, but Mm. now people like lately, like Emily tells me that I'm really good with new people, Mm. but I don't, I don't feel like I've made some big shift. So I'm just like, at any point, I could just make a horrible first impression and I wouldn't know because I've always thought that like, I've, I've never walked away from a conversation. Well, I probably have, but very infrequently do I walk away from a conversation saying, man, I just made a terrible first impression. <laughs> I typically walk away with, Oh yeah, I met that new person. 
you like but but when i in most of my life then people will come back later and be like yeah you made a terrible first impression but now lately i've heard like oh yeah your first impressions are pretty good so it's, i just don't know it's us we have changed Tyler. yeah the i've world, i've said the same the world has changed the world has changed we we weren't ready for you then and and we are now. i'm sure and that's but that's the thing is like i'm sure that i have changed i just don't know what i what happened like i don't know what i did i don't know i'm sure that my wife and my friends and could, my family could tell me what everything that's changed about me and how i'm yeah how i'm just so different now but i i don't know okay i don't feel like my first impressions have changed but people like them now they didn't used to <laughs> okay. i don't know do you like meeting new people um like um uh, if, you're if, big you're a big introvert if they're from iowa oh my goodness yeah if the person is from iowa that changes the whole color of the uh, interaction uh, because there's an immediate bond hugs are exchanged so random person from iowa oh, oh yeah random person from iowa so there's a lot of great stuff that goes on if i meet a, a fellow iowan if they're not from iowa then i can i can do enough um faking of interest in order to get by right no <laughs> I, that's tongue-in-cheek really um okay i want to put a scenario before you okay. and, and and ask you how you respond in this scenario so you're out to you're out for lunch with someone that you're just getting to know. Maybe this is like your first interaction. Okay. okay. Are you the person at the table? It's just you and them, so it's one on one. Are you more likely to be the main question asker, or are you more likely to be the one who's getting asked questions uh, and doing the responding? Yeah, that's completely contextual. Mm. You know, like. The majority of my meetings where I'm meeting somebody new or interacting with somebody for an early time at this point in my life are as as a pastor at this church, I'm like, oh, yeah, we should go hang out. And in that setting, I'm the one asking the questions more so like if they ask me questions about me, great. But like I'm, I'm working, you know, like I, I want to make this person feel like known and loved and all that um, and give them like a. Yeah, I, I want them to feel understood. Um, but like when I was younger and like, I would get invited to go out to eat by like a small group leader or like a friend or whatever, like, yeah, they're asking me the questions because mm -hmm. their role in that interaction is the same as my role in this. I mean, if, if it was purely just like, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the person who initiates the lunch or is in more of the position of power is going to be the person asking more questions. Yeah. I feel like it should be that way too. Yeah. So lately because i because i work at a church and it's a pretty relational job lately i'm the one asking the mm -hmm. questions more mm -hmm. but i would prefer to be the one talking about myself would you <laughs> yeah i would prefer okay. to just be answering because uh -huh. i i mean I'll, i'm i'm a pretty open book like mm -hmm. i I'll, I'll talk about whatever that's interesting because i'm the opposite i would rather be the one asking questions getting the other person to talk about themselves so that's why the podcast goes <laughs> like it does yeah <laughs> because i a lot of times feel bad after the podcast i'm like oh i didn't ask matt what he thought about this thing but you just keep asking me stuff and I just keep answering because I like talking. So it's a, it's a win-win. I feel like I've won at the end of the podcast if I haven't talked much and have asked questions and you feel like you've won. <laughs> if, if I just got to talk all podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Well, now that we know that about each other, now that we made this discovery on the podcast, now we don't need to be ashamed of it anymore. <laughs> now I don't need to feel bad. Also try to ask you questions sometimes, but okay. that's actually really good for me to know. Sure. Look at us. Now, look, at our, look at us growing in our uh, understanding of each other on wow. live in front of all these listeners. And yeah, viewers. a huge moment. Wow. It's too bad we're not on YouTube. <clears throat> Someday. Do you ever get anxious before you like have a lunch? Like yeah. One-on-one -on -one with somebody that you don't know really well? Every single time. If it's someone yeah. I don't know, every single time. I'm just thinking about like, oh, I 
would love to get out of this and do something else instead. <laughs> and it's not even because it's going to be bad when I get going. It's just the, it's like right before you like teach your pre it's, it's right before you go up in front of a group of people. You're just like, Oh, this is horrible. And then when you do it a lot of times, it's really not bad. And sometimes it's even good. That's what like lunch meetings, like a lot of, usually a lunch meeting goes great or at least goes. Okay. You, I, I very rarely walk away from a lunch meeting, like super upset with how it went, you know? Um, <laughs> but before it, yeah, I'm like, Ooh, I gotta go have some social interaction. Yikes. What, uh, what are your biggest fears or anxieties in that scenario? As you're, you're walking into Culver's to meet with somebody, you're driving over there. What kind of things are going through your head that make you not super comfortable? Um, well, yeah, just what if I say something stupid <laughs> or what if this is really bad or what if, yeah. I think my biggest fear in those situations is like, uh, what if we reach the point where we don't have anything to talk about anymore? Like, what if this kind of falls flat and is really awkward because the conversation dies? I think that's my Uh biggest fear. That's probably why I am the way I am in conversation where I like to ask questions because I feel like as long as I'm asking questions, like conversation's still going. Exactly. I've got, as long as I've got some resources to draw on here with a question, then we're not going to die. Like if I just go in with nothing, no questions and don't even see myself as a questioner, we could just, the, the whole thing could die, right? Oh. But as long as one of us is prepared with a, a loaded gun, then I think we'll be okay. I mean, no, I feel like I just have things. I just have a catalog of things that I'm interested in that I can talk about, mm. you know? Like mm-hmm. an example of that, like we talked about on the podcast, I could just ask him what states are the Midwest. That's great. You know, like that's, I just, there's, that's yeah. I just, okay. I can find things to talk about. So that doesn't really concern me. When you meet a new person, what are the things you usually want to know about them first? Like, what are you really interested in to interested if, to know about them? What, uh, if they like Star Wars or disc golf. Really? Okay. So that's your, it's not, it's not what I go to ask them. Okay. But that you asked me what the thing that I'm most but, interested in learning. Right. I want to know if we, <clears throat> I want to know if we have common interests, mm-hmm. specifically the common interests that I'm nerdy about. Sure. So um, would you be uncomfortable like leading off with those questions? Yeah, I would never. Yeah, I mean, usually the way the conversation goes is we're talking about something that is socially acceptable to talk about, and then a reference to Star Wars or disc golf will come up, and I'll make the reference and see how they respond. And if they're like, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, then I just don't bring it up again. Okay. But if they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool, blah, 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 then I know that I know that this is a person. (laughs) This is a person I can talk to. I'm just enjoying uh, the image of Tyler shaking someone's hand and meeting them for the first time, and the first words out of your mouth are, do you like disc golf? Do you like Star Wars? (laughs) How many states have you played disc golf in? <laughs> All right. So you're, you're looking for an opening to find out about disc golf and Star Wars. I wouldn't even characterize it like that. Like, yeah, you're, you know, you, you just asked me what the thing I'm really interested about learning oh, someone okay. is. I want to learn okay. if they, if we have those common interests. Okay. Um, if you, if, if the question is like, what am I beginning the conversation with? I just, I'll ask them about themselves. Okay. Because most people, you're an exception, I guess, but most people like talking about themselves. Mm. So the conversation a lot of times will be smooth if you give them excuses to talk about themselves. Themselves. That's a great point. Huh. Yep. Okay. This conversation has just died. Oh, I didn't think it had. I was just thinking. I, uh, I've got a couple more questions for you on the subject of conversation. <laughs> and also the conversation also died because I was holding the phone up to Matt's face to figure out how much time we had. <laughs> We only have 10 minutes left. We better get to our... Uh... I, I know. Okay. So this is a segue, actually, because it, it leads... It's partly about conversation, but it leads into the next subject. 
uh, which is this, what do you feel like today's students do well in the realm of conversation? What strengths, so what strengths do today's students have I mean, everything that I, conversation. I'll preface it by saying that every, everything is a generalization, right? Like I'm going to say this, but it's mm -hmm. not going to be true of every kid. But to me, it seems like the generation we have now is very, they're pretty kind to each other com compared to, hmm. compared to what I would think stereotypically of the generation before me. Interesting. Um, like, interesting, like bullying, like there's still bullying definitely, but I almost think a lot of times bullying is not as overt as it may have been. Like, again, will always exist. If you, if you're, if you're being or have been bullied, this, this is not me trying to invalidate your experience. It's just as someone who's not in high school or middle school anymore, it's me like trying to observe from afar. It seems to me like when you don't like somebody now, you just don't really talk to them mm. as opposed to like stereotypically what I've heard from the generation before is like, if you didn't like somebody you'd make fun of them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I think that it, from from my generalization, it seems to me like the, the current generation of middle and high schoolers are better about having kind and measured conversations or that that seems like something they're good at. That's encouraging. Or yeah, like being at, whether or not they actually are understanding, presenting themselves as being understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I, I remember a lot of name calling in in my day. Right. You know, um, you know, and even some of that was just looked on as, you know, boys will be boys kind of thing. And maybe it took place on the girl side too. But if, if some of that stuff has um, gone away a little bit or isn't as important as it used to be, that's a huge improvement. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, there's a whole different level of psychological trauma that can come from just nobody talking to mm. you. Like that's, mm. that's not a good thing either. Right. Um, right. I, yeah. I'm just observing. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like at least outwardly, the, mm. the kids are kind of kind right now. Good job, students. Keep up the kindness. If that's actually true. Again, I, uh, I'm not in school, so I could be totally wrong about that. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's turn a corner. That was our segue, starting to talk about students. This is just a, a youth pastor check-in with Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> is this my performance review? <laughs> if, you, if you want to do your performance review as a podcast episode, I bet our <laughs> listeners would love that. I bet that would be like the most requested podcast for sure. Listen to get fired live on air. And we could, we could probably get a huge sponsorship for that episode like, from the unemployment line. Yeah. I mean, Coke, Delta, Chick-fil-A, they may get in line to sponsor that episode. Tyler, how long have you been a youth pastor now? I've been a youth pastor for two and a half, a little more than two and a half years, mm. closing on three years, almost three years. Okay. I've got in honor of your three years, almost, I've got three questions wow. that I would like to ask you. And we've got about six and a half minutes to cover it. So we've got right. a couple minutes per question. Okay, here's the first one. Um, as a youth pastor, what do you really hope to provide for students that are part of your ministry? This does feel like a job interview. Yeah. Is it is it knowledge? I, I, I already have the answer. Is you don't it, have to lead me into it. Okay. This is more for the benefit of our listeners. Okay. <laughs> Set the stage. Yeah. So here's some things I thought about different youth pastors might prioritize. Some might say, I really want to provide knowledge, like a really good knowledge base. Some might say, I really want to provide relationship. 
mm-hmm. want them to know they have somebody that cares about them in their life. Some might say, um, I just want to foster a really good community where they can find other friends and make good connections, mm-hmm. right? So I just thought those are priorities that different youth pastors might have. But what is your perspective on what you really want to provide for kids in yeah. your youth ministry? Yeah, this was... Um one of the questions when I applied here and my answer hasn't really changed. Like if you're going to boil down what I want youth group to be in the youth group that I'm in charge of. There are two things that I think are indispensable to have a faithful youth group. You need to have solid biblical teaching because without solid biblical teaching, you're at a community club, a community center. Like mm-hmm. it could just as easily be in an after school, like childcare thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter, no matter how much fun it is, if there's not biblical teaching, you're, you're not a faithful youth group. Right. Um, and then also indispensable, in my opinion, is a place that encourages healthy relationships, like strong, biblical, like healthy, loving, caring relationships, mm. because you can give the best sound biblical teaching in the world. Like you can be the best Bible teacher in the world, but if the kids are bored and don't have any friends, they're not going to want to come. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that everything else is, well, yeah, I mean, I would say that pretty much every other like strategic thing that you want to do in a youth group, like mm-hmm. may change over time. But I think that a successful and faithful youth group, and I don't just mean numbers, I mean like health of the kids, like for the benefit of the kids, you got to have strong biblical teaching and you got to have healthy relationships. Which one of those objectives is more difficult to reach? Mm. Uh, For me, relationships, because I had strong biblical teaching modeled, actually both modeled for me really well growing up. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had strong biblical teaching model for me my, my whole life, basically. And I work at a church that really values biblical teaching. Mm -hmm. Um, so the challenge for me is to make sure that I'm not just keeping my lessons abstract head in the clouds, but that they're applicable and that they're providing a spirit that uh, like a, like a spirit of love to them, but then also that I create space for them to spend time with each other. Yeah. One one of the interesting things I've seen over the last year is, how well the you know how much the kids the students seem to like the zoom bible study yeah i mean that that type of community seems like it's really thriving even if they're not present it's a way to be present with each other while not having to have their parents drive them to the building another night right um i mean they still stay on there you guys know you stay on there with each other for a long time yeah right so that's really cool those are i think those are two great objectives okay i've got two other questions i want to i want to get to Uh, before we have to wrap it up. One is, I want to ask you about what I think would have been my biggest reason to not be a youth pastor. Mm. This this one thing would have kept me, have been enough to keep me out of having that for a job. I'm really curious what it is. Yeah, and I'll ask you about it. How do you feel about overnighters, Uh lock-ins, and late nights with the youth? Because that's the one thing I don't think I could have done or else... I would have been really bad at it and had a horrible attitude. I love it. I love them. I mean, I think a lot of it is because I had really good experiences with those type of events growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of have a framework for like, what? honestly, a a thing that pushed me towards ministry, like a big part, a big part of youth ministry, like what pushed me towards that is that I had an amazing youth group and I wanted to provide kids with the same experience. Mm -hmm. That's, I mean, that's still in me. Like I'm much more like, I want to be a youth pastor because kids need to hear the gospel now, <laughs> like more, more conventional answer. Um, but yeah, when it comes to the, the, like, like we have a re- retreat this weekend, like when it comes to like retreats and overnighters and stuff, like I, I had really good ones modeled for me and had a great time at those. So I want to provide kids with that 
fun experience too. Yeah. Um, and I have fun with them. I mean, I, I have a little bit less, I think every retreat gets a little bit less fun because I get a little bit older <laughs> and it takes me a little bit longer to recover. So maybe in, maybe in 10 years, maybe when I have my own kids, I will dread retreats, but that, yeah. And that was my big question is how do you feel? This would be the biggest problem for me is the recovery. Yeah. So the event itself is probably pretty fun until maybe like one thirty, one o'clock. <laughs> well, I just got to bed. <laughs> but okay. How do you feel the next day? I mean, not amazing like it's like i said it's getting worse i mean i used yeah. to i used to volunteer at retreats every weekend when i was in college yeah. um and i would get back and i'd be really tired on sunday and then i wake up monday and go about my week be good and do it again the next weekend mm-hmm. now if i go to to a retreat i get back on sunday i wake up on monday and i'm dead i wake up on tuesday and i'm kind of alive and then by wednesday i'm like back to mostly being a human and, and that's just like three to four years of age being added to me uh, so no, I mean, but in general, like I, I really enjoy that part of ministry, especially because I see the benefit of it really clearly. Like it, it there, there's just something about getting away that mm-hmm. m- makes kids think about stuff they don't typically think about and open mm-hmm. up a ways that they don't typically, mm-hmm. it's, it's the break in rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, yeah, I, that's, yep. I think that they're super, super helpful. What's a good way for church members? The final question. This is it. What's a good way for church members to encourage their youth pastor? What do you personally find encouraging um, from people at church? Gift cards to Chipotle? I mean, honestly, yeah. I've never even thought about that. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's helpful when the youth pastor is treated as, this is going to sound weird. It's helpful when the youth pastor is treated as part of the church. Mm um and and this just goes for youth ministry in general like Mm. i think that it is tempting or easy sometimes for for people in church to kind of see the youth group or youth ministry as just kind of like their own thing Uh, and sometimes a lot of times that's and a lot of times when i've been here like that's my own fault that i haven't gotten the kids involved with the wider church well enough but what yeah i mean it, it would it's it's really nice and helpful when the youth pastor and the students feel like they're a part of the church and not their own separate hidden ministry that yeah. is a secret club that meets on wednesday nights yeah i mean ways ways that ways that that can be shown is like people at the church including like it, like in, inviting and including me in events that was really helpful when i got here that mm-hmm. i was 20 years old working in ministry most of the church was not close to my age but there were a few families that were like, Hey, we have this event coming up. You should come. Mm-hmm. And like that, that really helped me to get involved and yeah. it really helped me to feel like a part of the church. Um, and I think cool. it's the same for kids that like, yeah, a lot, the kids are, a lot of the kids are young. Like a lot of the kids are not gonna have the same interests as you, yeah. but finding ways to get them involved, intergenerational ministry, finding ways to get all ages of the church involved with each other. I think that's a really helpful way to, and, and uh, if you have time volunteering with youth ministry is really helpful too. Mm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. youth pastors usually need volunteers. I'm good this year. So if you listen to this podcast, like we're, we're doing pretty well right now, but yeah. just keep that in mind next time I ask you, all of you people that good. are listening. Yeah. It's good to know how we can encourage you, how I can encourage you, all those things. Tyler, thanks for letting me ask questions. Yeah. Um, my soapbox like went over 30. I'm sorry. Over 30 <laughs> minutes. I got to ask a lot of questions. So I feel like this was a win for me. <laughs> and I got to talk about myself for 30 minutes. So felt nice for me too. <laughs> uh, next week, we have an album review to do we do should we, we do. spoil it now nah, i kind of want to save, save it as a surprise for next week okay and not not say the album but just say we are going to do an album review yeah we're going to do an album review the title of the album is five letters so that's your that's your little dm me on instagram if you know what album you think we're going to review mm. i don't know what else we're going to talk about next week though 
Yeah, we'll have something and a sponsor, I'm sure. That's true. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.